Well, hello there, my friend Jonathan Doyle with you once again. Welcome aboard to the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast. I am pleased you are here. Please make sure you subscribe. If you're hearing this on a podcast app, there will be a subscribe button somewhere. It does make a difference. I'm doing these five days a week. Try and keep them relatively short. And there's a link here to the YouTube channel because I do a shorter version on YouTube every day. So depending on how you like to consume content, uh, there's the podcast here, or you can get the shorter version on YouTube. My new website's out, so I would love it if you could, um, you know, just go and check out that uh, check out that uh, website. So I'm pretty excited about it, and I'm back speaking, and the speaking requests are coming in each day, and uh, it's awesome. I just uh, looking for got invited to go back to uh, Tasmania again yesterday and i've got to fit it in between speaking to a huge group of lutheran principals in the middle of the tasmanian speaking trips i've got to race back and forward between mainland australia and tasmania over a 48 hour period it's an interesting life but a great privilege really enjoy it and uh you know there's all this talk about ai and everything that's going to change the world but uh, it's something special about just standing in a room with real humans and yesterday i was talking about communion about this communion and community principle that it, that permeates um, Catholic education. And so there is just something cool about being together with humans. And as tough as your work may be, you know, you are still situated in a community of people. And I'm sure there's some people that you are drawn to more than others in any community of human beings. But uh, community itself is a special and beautiful thing. And it's one of the great things Catholic education can do so well is to really build vibrant uh, communities where people really care about each other. Friends, as you know, we are on a journey uh, through the work of Archbishop Michael Miller, who's got a massive focus on Catholic education, and it's his document, The Five Essential Marks of Catholic Schools. And we're working through this this concept of, I think it's point number three, but it's got different parts to it. So uh, we've done Christian anthropology. Uh, this is communion and community, yeah. So yesterday we talked about the role of the bishop and where bishops fit in Catholic education. So if you want to check that out, that was yesterday. Today we're talking about the interaction of students and teachers. Gosh, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's just so ubiquitous in our schools that we can tend to forget about how central it is. What is that? The Just the interactions between you and your students. The vast number of conversations, interactions, facial gestures, experience, shared experiences that constitute the relationship that is at the heart of all Catholic education. So take a step back and remember what's really happening in a Catholic school, that you know, it's not about the technology, it's not about the building, it's not about the equipment, the pedagogy, the curriculum. Those things have an important place. But I've been in Catholic schools in the remote parts of New Guinea, and you're lucky to have a blackboard, forget a whiteboard, but the old-fashioned chalk blackboards, you're lucky to have one of those. You're sometimes lucky to have paper and pens, but what you do have is a teacher and other students. So what you're going to have in every Catholic school in the world is the interaction between young people and educators which is at the very heart of Catholic education. If you think about this idea that we participate both in the teaching ministry or the teaching office of the local bishop, but hermeneutically, we actually participate in the teaching of Christ himself. 
John Paul II said this in one of his documents. He said that uh, that we teach with you know that that the teaching that comes out of our mouth to the degree that it's effective is a participation in the teaching of Christ. That we teach with the words of Christ. That we speak with the words of Christ. That we act as best we can with the actions of Christ. So this participation is just so important. And this interaction is so important because if you go back to what Christ did, he spent time with his disciples, right? He was an absolute rabbi in that rabbinical tradition, which was, you know, the, the rabbi would rarely go, right, guys, nine o'clock, we're going we're gonna to have official teaching today through till 12. We'll take a break. We'll be back for afternoon sessions. You know, the, the rabbis didn't structure time like that. To be a disciple of a rabbi, you just followed the rabbi. You just went where he went. You spent time with the rabbi. You listened when they spoke. You were quiet when they were quiet. You prepared their meals. You Wouldn't that be nice if your students had that disposition towards you? It's like, ah, oh, yes, sir, miss, your, uh, <laughs> your, your duck a l'orange is ready. Um, so we participate in a similar sort of sense that, you know, for the disciples, it was just their exposure to Christ the daily watching of him that was very formative for them. And for us, as we try to mirror Christ, it is our students' formation taking place as they watch us, as they hear us and listen to us. So what I thought I'd do is just, I'll just read you this section from Archbishop Miller. It's pretty short, but uh, he'll, he'll, so let's just listen to what he has to say about the interaction of students and teachers. The Catholic philosophy of education has always paid special attention to the quality of interpersonal relationships in the school community, especially those between teachers and students. This concern ensures that the student is seen as a person whose intellectual growth is harmonized with spiritual, religious, emotional, and social growth. Because, as St. John Bosco said, education is a thing of the heart. Authentic formation of young people requires the personalized accompanying of a teacher. During childhood, and this is a quote from one of the church documents here, during childhood and adolescence, a student needs to experience personal relations, personal relations with outstanding educators, and what is taught has greater influence on the student's formation when placed in a context of personal involvement, genuine reciprocity, coherence of attitudes, lifestyle, and day-to-day behavior. Direct and personal contact between teachers and students is a hallmark of the Catholic school, a learning atmosphere that encourages the befriending of students is far removed from the caricature of the remote disciplinarian cherished by the media. I think even that's vanished these days, hasn't it? I don't think anybody really thinks there's remote disciplinarians. I think... We, um, I'm obviously now not reading the quote. I think, would you agree that that in modern education and the way that children have been socialized, the use of authority is harder and harder. It's it's more, it's just rare, isn't it, right? This idea that we can be remote authoritarians and students just do what we say. I tell my kids when I was in the eighth grade, I got strapped with horse leather. I'm not making this up. I was at a Christian brother's school. And I was late with a library book, and I remember getting taken out on this uh, balcony veranda. And I got six whacks with this piece of, it was six straps of horse leather stitched together and getting whacked with it. <laughs> to this day, I've never had a library book back late 
But I just don't know. I'm not encouraging you to try this. I think if you did that today, there would be all sorts of ramifications. So please let me be explicit. Do not hit the children. It's not a thing. It's definitely not a thing. Do not do that ever. Um, So this remote disciplinarian has gone, but what's still there is the ability to build powerful relationships. So I want to give you another quote here from lay Catholics in schools, witnesses to faith. And it talks about this balancing act between familiarity and distance. Because as you know really well, if, if, if teachers are overly familiar, overly close, it just, you can sense there's an inappropriateness to it. So I would say that ontologically, there is a, a structure to the teacher-student relationship where a certain distance is appropriate. But too much distance, you can see this balancing act, right? If there's too much distance, then students feel that you don't care about them and they don't particularly learn that well. They don't want to learn from you. But if there's too much familiarity, then there's this equals relationship, which also is problematic. So I remember, you know, and you've seen, of course, and you've experienced, no doubt, these great trends in education. So we go from the kind of wisdom figure where teachers would just, you know, impart content back in the day when there was complete, you know, adherence by students to behavioral norms. So students would just sit and, you know, there was so much discipline and structure. Teachers could just stand there and teach. And now there's, you know, to be able, I think, to communicate and to teach well, you've got to build relationships. So there's these, you know, we went through that stage where it was like, teachers were like meant to be coaches and you weren't meant to be the wisdom figure up there. And I remember, I remember early in my teaching career, you know, there was a lot of this stuff like, you know, oh, we, we're there to coach the students and to walk with them. And I, yeah, I get it kind of, but we're also there because we have more wisdom because we've learned more and we have more to impart. So listen, let's talk about this quote on the balance between familiarity and distance. Here it is. A personal relationship is always a dialogue rather than a monologue. And the teacher must be convinced that the enrichment in the relationship is mutual, but the mission must never be lost sight of. The educator can never forget that students need a companion and guide during their period of growth. They need help from others in order to overcome doubts and disorientation. Also, rapport with the students ought to be a prudent combination of familiarity and distance. And this must be adapted to the need of each individual student. Familiarity will make a personal relationship easier, but a certain distance is also needed. That's a good last line, isn't it? Hear that again. Familiarity will make a personal relationship easier, but a certain distance is also needed. So Archbishop Miller finishes this by saying these words, Catholic schools then safeguard the priority of the person, both student and teacher. They foster the proper friendship between them since an authentic formative process can only be initiated through a personal relationship. And that's a quote from the church documents he's using there. He says, an authentic formative process can only be initiated through a personal relationship. So I like that previous quote because it's pointing to something we need to remind ourselves of, that our students are not tabula rasas. They're not blank slates who have no sense of the world. But we have to remember that they're children, that they're young people. They have doubts. And the document here says disorientation. 
and they are trying to find their way in the world. The church document refers to it as a, they need a companion and guide during their period of growth. And I often quote this thing from Evelyn Law where they said, you scratch beneath the surface and students who seem so sophisticated, you find this huge, huge, like well of uncertainty and sometimes even despair because they pretend to be so sophisticated and worldly, but underneath they are still children. They're still very young. Our culture doesn't like that. So I think postmodernism really would like to think that we construct meaning ourselves. And so young people should be free to construct meaning on their own. It's just ridiculous. We're a social species. We, we, we create meaning in a shared experience of life and history and you know, what came before us and wisdom of those that have come before us, you know, we don't just make up reality on our own. So one of the beauties of Catholic education is how we are walking with students, helping them to make meaning of the world. And we've got to believe that we have something to offer. If we do not think that the Catholic vision of reality is the most compelling, beautiful vision of reality, then we're in the wrong game. I really do. After all these years of you know, being right immersed in Catholic education all over the world. I've been a teacher. I still teach, um, you know, and I'm working every single day in this space. I just look at reality and I think the Catholic vision of reality is the closest thing to genuine, the way the world really works that I've seen. You know, our capacity for incredible brilliance and beauty and majesty and wonder and our capacity for sin and failure and corruption. That's reality. And the Catholic story explains it and explains the path out of it. So let's have confidence again, my friend, that we do have something special to offer our students. We do have something unique to offer them. We're not just coaches who are walking alongside them as they walk off a cliff. We are wisdom figures in their lives, and we want to pray the Holy Spirit help us to get the, will help us to get this beautiful balance between familiarity and distance. Okay, there's a lot in that. I better wrap up. Do me a favor. Go check out those links to YouTube channel, my new page. You can book me to speak. So if you would like me to come and work with your staff, there will be a link to my uh, my webpage and you can just book time to catch up with me there. Um, but please, if you would like me to come and speak to your staff or students, remember I spent a decade speaking to 40,000 students a year. So I do a whole bunch of stuff for students as well. So make sure you check that out. All right, my friend. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, and you and I are going to talk again tomorrow.